0: for 25% off your DNA test kit.
1: It's the Canna Mom Show with Joyce and Amy, a podcast where we are sharing the inspiring stories of the real women in the emerging cannabis industry. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, political activist, lawyer, and I've been speaking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. And along with my Canna sister, mom, realtor, cancer survivor Amy Searles, we are on a mission to empower women-centered cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. So go make a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint and come learn something new about this magical plant on the can Show with Joyce and Amy. A few weeks ago, today's guest sent me and Amy products from her Moon Mother hemp line and I personally love them. <laughs> and since I haven't seen Amy in a few weeks, I may keep them all too. No, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the face serum and hand salve smell great. They make my skin feel silky and honest to God, they help calm me down. Today's guest has been in and out of the industry for most of her adult life and has been a practicing herbalist since she was just 26, where she is focused on medical and therapeutic herbs. When her clients started asking to put CBD into her herbal products, at first she was reluctant despite her family's connection to cannabis. Then, in 2018, today's guest encouraged her cannabis-growing husband to invest in hemp farming, and her products were launched. Now, her beauty products are sold in Urban Outfitters, Organic Markets, and through her online store for Moon Mother Hemp, located in Denver, Colorado. Please welcome to the Canna Mom Show, Jessica Bates, founder and formulation mastermind. Welcome.
2: Welcome. Hi, Hi Julie. Hi, Amy. Thank you for hey, having hey. me.
1: So welcome. So um, I'm gonna. This is our new thing since we record from home. We never see each other. We just do a little check in. So, um, so Jess, how are you doing out there? Are you kids at home? What are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm actually doing okay. You know, my kids are home. Um, It's a lot to be with the kids all the time now. Um, You know, How how old are they again? Three and six. Oh,
1: little, little, yeah. So they're
2: still really little, so they're still needing a lot. So um, my husband and I kind of came up with a game plan to do one day off, one day on with the homeschooling. Um, The homeschooling is not rigorous with toddlers, you know, it's Mm. very relaxed, mostly crafts and walks and playing and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's still a lot, it's a hefty change for us from being at work and being with adults and you know, living adult lives to being on as parents 24 hours a day. So they're at home. I'm currently at my store, which is closed, Okay. Um, but I'm getting some work stuff done. I'm getting a little bit of a break from them today and meeting with you.
1: Excellent, all right. Uh, Dave, what's going on out there? Is he still with us? He might've left, all right. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't always stay for the whole show. Hey, I'm
0: yeah,
3: here, I'm I'm here, sorry.
0: I was on mute. I was trying to be. Well, the, I can't um, see your
1: picture. I just didn't know if you were here. All okay. right, you can,
0: if you really want to see me, here I am in the home home studio, so asleep, you, soundproofed and hunkered down and doing what we all do.
1: Because today it's four twenty. Just so, and this show will be released next week, but this is really four twenty. So Amy and I've already been on a show. We've already. I know, been up and I, I, I smoked know. in. I smoked in the morning, which I don't normally do, and I feel okay. So. This is my new normal.
3: <laughs> yes. And Amy out there in Austin. Oh my God! Well, Austin, and then 24 hours. I went to Brooklyn. All right, and then back 24 hours. So I'm a little tired today. Got home at 2:30 in the morning, and my son was up, you know, 12 playing video games. 2:30, you know.
1: So you've had a full full 20. 420 is like you're going to be awake all day. <laughs> exactly. I've had a full. <laughs> A full 42020 experience. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So these are not this is not what we thought 420 would be like, but it's pretty amazing. So uh um, yeah, yeah. it's here been we a are. great day so far. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Actually, that's true. All right. So Jessica, let's get back to you. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so let's can you want to just kind of start with your sort of your personal story as an herbalist and getting in and how you actually do work with your husband in this industry? Sure, absolutely. So
2: um a little backstory on me. I know you gave a little bit already, but um, I've had a love affair with cannabis since I was 13. I had an early start with my first joint um, with some neighborhood friends and have always... We were, had- we were just talking about this this morning. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. always 14, 13. 14, it seems to be. Yeah, around yeah. that age. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've always had a really strong um, relationship with the plant and, um, you know, recreationally for a long time until... Um, few months before I became pregnant with my first child and I didn't really use cannabis per se medicinally through, um, my younger years, so my teen years and, um, and my early twenties. And I didn't really start, um, exploring cannabis medicinally until after I stopped using it recreationally. Mm -hmm. And, um, And then in my exploration with cannabis as an herbalist, I started to realize also that recreational use is medicinal use, you know? So I I started kind of like backtracking and unweaving and unwinding my experience with cannabis and and start to understand how it supports us um, through personal growth during recreational use through um, spiritual growth. And um, so my relationship has been, um, in and out and up and down with cannabis for many many years. My husband and I are cultivators. Um, when I met him, he was a cultivator. He was a care provider in the medical cannabis industry, um, and has always had a strong affinity for THC and um, and also healthcare. And so, as a certified clinical herbalist, I'm always looking for new ways to support my clients and um, and and new ways to help support them in the way that fits with their lifestyle. And so exploring medicinal cannabis has been really fun for me and also a new way to connect with my partner. And we have um, a a couple of years ago, like I said, I had a small um, botanicals and skincare line. It was not cannabis related. And I kept getting approached by some of my clients and they were saying, Hey, you know, when are you gonna start incorporating C B D into some of your products? And I, you know, as a lover of THC and a lover of cannabis, I never really um I, I wasn't really exposed and I had I didn't have a lot of um information or education around other cannabinoids. I had to who did exactly th- no. <laughs> um yeah. and terpenes and things like that, but not really like you know any other cannabinoids other than THC and I thought oh this is crazy this is a buzzword this is this is in fashion right now mm-hmm. and as an herbalist I am very cautious about herbs and different um you know buzzword types of remedies. Well, you know, you actually
1: have information like the rest of us. I say I'm a generalist. I know a little bit about a lot of things. So, (laughs) but you know, there are definitely, you know, especially in this world of medicinal plants, which, you know, cannabis is just a plant amongst other plants. Um, If you really understand how that world works, you know, how it fits into a bigger picture. Whereas the rest of us are just sort of like this miracle cannabis, it's got CBD, but you understand that there are lots of plants that do a lot of amazing things. We've just um, taken them out of our repertoire for Uh, Sure, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, right.
2: Exactly. And I, and I, like I said, I'm very cautious when it comes to, um, buzzword herbs and buzzword remedies, just because a lot of times they don't meet the expectations of people, the expectations that are set. And I really like to manage expectations. And then also, um, not that this relates to cannabis, but sometimes in the herbal world, when you have a, when you have an herb that's in high fashion or a buzzword, it ends up being, um, unethically harvested and ends up being in um, an ethical situation and an environmental situation as well. And so there are repercussions of buzzword herbs. And so for me, it was, you know, I was very cautious and I, and I started lightly and um, I actually really resisted CBD for a while, not really understanding that it wasn't like an isolated cannabinoid and which a lot of people are using it as an isolate, but um, that you could use a full spectrum and that it was, Genetic specific, mm-hmm. um, and so once I started to learn a little bit more, I got really curious. And um, and there
1: there is so much to learn. I keep thinking about this in terms of chemist, and you know. you know, it's a whole new area of study. It's it's amazing. There's so there's so much that we don't know. You know, I just, every time exactly. I talk to somebody, there's something that they don't know, and people I think are experts. Sure. And I know no one's an expert, but people who know so much more than I do. Are just there's so much to know about this plant that we don't know yet. I know
2: absolutely, absolutely. And so my husband and I, we got increasingly interested and um curious and so we got a little bit of cbd from a farm a biodynamic certified organic farm some friends of ours in carbondale tried it fell in love so um, how do you get it
1: does it come as a liquid like what do you do when you actually get a cbd once you know okay
2: when- so so we got the extract we got some really great extract and and incorporated it into some topicals Mm -hmm. and into some internal tinctures so we got a little bit and we practiced with it and we practiced in our own home we practiced in our community we made um just a little bit of products um shared it with the community shared it with ourselves and just kind of waited to see what the experience was going to be and um our, in our own home, we had an amazing experience because per- personally I suffer from anxiety and I, I wouldn't say that my husband would have admitted so much that he suffered from anxiety until he started taking CBD. And then he was like, wow, my stress levels are down. Well, if you don't and know, it's, it's like
1: almost like you learn to live with it. Because I, I always say this. so I'm like, Absolutely. I have no mind-body connection. I took the bar pregnant. I can disconnect, but I could do it. Like I can do that thing. Like I can have a lot of anxiety and not understand that I'm doing this to myself. And cannabis has definitely changed that for me. And I'm not really a believer in this holistic thing, but how do you know you can be something else if you've never been that way? Of course.
2: absolutely. (laughs) He starts showing up to um, hard situations in a calm way, um, in a way that I've never seen him. That's beautiful to hear actually. It it absolutely is. And um, And it's so much better than alcohol.
1: you know, which is what people often use is the alcohol, which makes you like aggressive and a little angry, and maybe you almost Depends miss. It. Exactly. I would think you missed the. You would actually miss the situation. I don't know. This it's a reverse sure. scenario, yeah.
2: Sure. And as parents and um, business owners, you know, we want to we want to arrive to situations that can be triggering in at our best self and our most calm self. That way, we can, um you know, hear and be heard and really witness the entire situation and just, you know. It, we found that it really helped us to show up as our best selves as our most calm selves. And by taking that, um, kind of like heightened central nervous system, uh, taking the anxiety away, we were able to really, um, show up in those ways. And so we had a really amazing experience, but what we also had was, the experience of our community, the experience of people who were um, in a lot less pain, who were feeling better, who were feeling less anxious from the products that we were making. And that was really inspirational. Wow. Of course, you see it in the THC industry. You see it, um, you see it take effect, especially as medical care providers. Um, but it was really amazing to see this other cannabinoid really start to um, shine in our world. And so we were really excited and that's how organically Moon Mother Hemp began. Um, so
1: so how do, did, so when, and this is something people talk about a lot dosing. I mean, it's not even dosing. Like how did you actually know whether just really you just pra- practicing yourself to know what the correct um, percentage of it should be in each product? How did that even so work? We
2: did a little bit of research. We did a oh, little oh, bit yeah, of okay. what's typical? Yep. What's what are people typically using and what is some of the experience of our community? Okay. So one of the things that I really like to talk about with cannabis is that um, because there's not a lot of education in the medical industry around cannabis is that it's kind of um, it's a it's a way to bring back granny medicine. It's a way to bring back mm-hmm. uh, medical autonomy. So instead of going to our doctors and just doing exactly what they tell us, we're learning for ourselves what work what works we're learning from our community what works from that for them um and that's the same thing that we would have done with herbal medicine hundreds and thousands of years back you know we It's actually know it's
1: actually believing have... no, your body cuz it's like literally the opposite of what we were told so you know right. we grow up believing yeah. that it was killing our brain cells so if we yes. used it and we felt good there was obviously something wrong with us, but we still felt good and we weren't right. allowed to feel that way. It was like a weird mind game we were playing with ourselves as opposed totally. to being like, this makes my body feel good. Like, I actually feel good. Why do I not have to feel good? Like, that's the question.
3: Right. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. And there's a, whole, there's a whole power dynamic with the medical, with the medical industry um, where if you are told that your anecdotal evidence is not enough, then you no longer hold the power. Um, if you need to be told what you need versus knowing what you need you you don't hold power and they hold power which means that you need to go to them if you're not feeling well Um, and I I'm not against science I'm not against pharmaceuticals I'm not against that industry at all but I I think that we should trust ourselves and our communities first and then reach out if we can't if we can't get to the bottom of something if we can't find the root cause if we can't um use herbs or traditional medicines or foods or exercise um or breath work to get to the root causes then we can take it a step further or if there's an emergency or something like that it's
1: about it's a a balance it's just like it's like cannabis you gotta find the balance like it is there's a
2: balance but there's also an importance in autonomy Um, oh yeah and believing your own body, I agree. Right, right. All
1: right. So let's oh, go. How, how did how did you go from this to your own product? So you actually have a beautiful product line. How did that even happen? Who know, are you the working packaging with? is beautiful. I know. Thank you. So no, one can, no one can
3: see it, but this is it. <laughs> oh, it's really nice. Well, you got to go to Thank the website, you. Moon Mother Hemp. I
1: got my yeah, I got, my, I got my bombs. I've been using this every yeah.
3: <laughs> I know it looks great. Save me some, Joyce.
1: I think I've already gone through yeah. yeah. mine and yours. That's <laughs> all right, I'll
3: get some. I'll get some.
1: Yeah. So how did you come up with this?
2: So, um, like I said, I had my own botanical skincare and herbal remedies line before, and that was called moon mother medicinals. And, um, the hemp products took off so wildly that it was just, it just happened kind of overnight for us. So one, Mm -hmm. one farmer's market, I decided to bring just the CBD products and see how that did. And, um, And that was our best farmer's market day ever. And so I just decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to put these other products on the shelf. Of course, I'm always going to be making herbal remedies for my family, for my community, for the people in my life, um, because that's what I do. I'm an herbalist. But Mm -hmm. um, for now, we're going to focus on the CBD products. It was an amazing way for my husband and I to um, collaborate on a project together, which is- Oh, yeah. A
1: group project. I love that. That's really- Yeah. It's
2: really strengthening- Besides
1: the kids, because you know what? They're supposed to leave you. (laughs) And they really aren't always that great for a marriage, honestly. But mine are old now, so
2: <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Um, kids and a business. And a business. Partner, it is, um, it's definitely risky for sure. It's definitely um, brought us to, um, you know, some definite, it's it's a steep learning curve working and parenting with your partner for sure. But, but the thing but, is, every,
1: everybody in the world is like living like you are now, and you were prepped. You knew how this is, you know. Working. Exactly. I mean, exactly. we're all here. You know, we have a full I we I live in a we work space now. I got my husband's at home, my kids in college <laughs> are at home. I was an empty yeah, nester. Like I was on an empty nester. I was by myself. The only person I saw was Amy and maybe Dave. <laughs> Just,
2: wow. That's so funny. I love it.
3: Oh uh, all I right. So things you- really changed for you. Good, yeah,
2: yeah they did they really changed for me because you know i was a, i was a part-time kind of stay-at-home mom um who was doing farmer's markets on the weekends and so, so
1: at this farmer's market in denver was there no one else with cbd products or just you No, we,
2: i actually had a farmer's market in Louisville, which is oh. south of boulder we're actually located in boulder which is oh, okay oh, boulder. 30 minutes north of denver
1: oh, okay um, i've been to boulder i've been there
2: <laughs> cool. so you know and um, farm, there, we were actually one of maybe four or five CBD companies there. Oh, okay. And so competition is always steep when you're going to a market or something like sure. that. But, you know, um, it was shortly after the market that we opened our own retail store here in Boulder. And we were the first CBD, we were the first CBD retail store in Boulder. And so we had a lot of traffic and we we quickly moved from the farmer's market situation to our own retail store, to online um, e-commerce, to um, quickly developed into um, a wide range of wholesale accounts across the country. So, I mean, it's all happened very quickly for us. Fantastic!
1: And can you explain why your products are... So if you were at the farmer's markets with other CBD products, can you explain what is a little bit different about yours and what um, is appealing and how you got into these bigger markets, really?
2: Absolutely. So um, like you mentioned, the packaging is very beautiful. And we collaborated with um, a local company here, Tool Studios, that has been amazing. I think if you're looking for design work, reaching out to them is amazing. They excel in the cannabis space, but it's what's inside the products that truly makes the difference. So all of our hemp is grown USDA certified organic here by our own team. Um, My husband is a lead farmer on the project. Like I said, he's been in cannabis cultivation since before I met him, 15 plus years. Um, He And we farm on a certified organic farm here in Boulder. We grow all of our own hemp, but all of the ingredients are also USDA certified organic. So all of the butters, oils, waxes, herbs, essential oils, every single ingredient inside the products is certified organic as well. And then um, what I believe kind of truly sets us apart from other companies is that we are herbalist formulated. And so every single one of our products, especially the topicals, they have um, an herbal formulation that is specific for a targeted effect, we're looking. We're looking to create a specific effect in the body. So we we have an herbal formulation that works in conjunction, synergistically with the CBD. It's not just um, a generic lotion base or a generic body oil with. Uh, CBD like something, added to. Yeah, okay,
1: oh, that makes sense. I see that? That's nice. Oh, yeah, that must be a big difference. That's a it that's is, a that's a whole new level of understanding how things work together. You know? Exactly.
2: Right. So so we're using an herbal formulation with. CBD as a part of a formulation that is working Mm -hmm. together. And that takes into consideration constituents, including um, the terpenes of the cannabis, but also including terpenes of the plants that we're using And and the herbs and the essential oils. And so, like I said, everything is working synergistically together. And I feel like that really separates us from other companies, because we have a formulation that works and we have something that is intentionally formulated for specific targeted effects. So the skin balm, um, yeah. if you know about herbalism, you see, you look at the skin balm and you, you're like, wow, this, is, these are all really amazing vulnerary herbs. This is, um, this is a formula that would work with or without CBD. And so, um, and, and just with the addition of CBD, it just helps because you have all of the anti-inflammatory benefits
1: said a little magic that's what um, our, our guest this week talking about beauty products she said it's like there's things something about it and when you added the CBD it was like just a little bit of magic because there was a formula that would have worked anyways yeah i heard Absolutely. that before yeah Absolutely.
2: and um, like I said everything is intentionally crafted so you know we're going above and beyond when we're making these products including when we're planting we we incorporate biodynamic processes and the farming and even in the production of these products so um, you know, we're considering the lunar phases, we're planting, we're harvesting, we're, um, we're creating with the lunar phases. So this is, you know, it's a, there's a little bit more to our products than some of these more generic products, especially, um, you know, like the white label products. Yeah, I was about
1: to say that and never buy your stuff yeah. in a, uh- Gas station. We talk about this all the time. <laughs> right. I don't even. I don't even know what to say about that. We say it every show. Don't do it. It's just like this is the difference. Uh, this woman is making these products, and you hear right. how she's talking about the elements of each part of it—the terpenes, the products—and right. and th- then there are just products that's, that's a lotion that I don't even know what they put in it. Right. And sure. then they and Sell I, it.
2: Personally, right. I would be scared. You know? Because I agree. Knowing yeah. Knowing that ingredients matter, knowing that what you put on your skin and into your body matters. Exactly. You know, we're taking into consideration every single ingredient and. Ethical sourcing of these ingredients and um, double, triple checking the source and making sure that these products and the and the ingredients inside of them are coming from um, amazing sources and that they're every single one of them is clean and ethically sourced and um, ethically wildcrafted when possible. So there are many different layers of these well, products,
1: and it's creating a business. Like you know, we talk about this as a business, and we're creating a new business and a new business model. Again, talking about not just the bottom dollar. We're not talking just about how much money you're gonna make. We're talking about how do you create an industry that is sustainable, that obviously you need to make a living. You have children, you're a family, this is a business, but you Mm wanna be able to treat humans and the earth correctly. This is a whole Absolutely. new
2: model. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, another thing about having children. So we, of course, we need to create a life for our children and we need to, we, you know, we need to have a profit and we need to make sure that we um, are sustainable, but also we need to create a legacy for our children. Um, it's really important for me to be able to say that I did the best that I could as far as sustainability and environmentally conscious that I did the best that I could to leave the planet a better place for them. And that, um, you know, I created a product and I put it out into the world, but I did everything that I could to make that product sustainable. Otherwise I couldn't really look my kids in the eye. Um, It's, it's extremely important for me, you know, environmentally sustainable um, lifestyle is strong in our home and in our community and so I need to make sure that I'm practicing what I preach and that I'm putting out something that I can feel really good about and that when they grow up and they look back and say wow mom created something amazing and it was good for us and it was good for the planet and that they can be proud of me as well I I, That's beautiful. I can't no, that, that, that,
1: that is true. So actually I was going to ask this later, but so your kids are little. So how do you talk about it with them? How, like we talk about this, my kids are 18 and 21, which is a whole different conversation. Amy's son Total. is 12. You know, yeah. we talk about this. With, did the, there are moms out there who are in the business of it, but don't consume, who don't talk about it in a certain way. A lot of women I've met are older who smoke a lot or consumed a lot, <coughs> excuse me, but their their kids don't at all. And sure, and the mothers and the mothers who are working with you know very small children to talk about it, they know it's mommy's medicine. There's nothing right. mysterious sure. about it. Yeah. So how do you talk to your kids?
2: The difference here is that we don't differentiate. We don't differentiate between um, cannabis and herbal medicine. So in our family, we grow a lot of plants. We always have. We've always tended to mm-hmm. our bodies with plants. Um, we honor the plants. We um, we use plant medicine. We use um, food as medicine and we don't differentiate so cannabis is another one of those plants that my kids have been around they've been around calendula they know they can identify many wild plants they can identify every single plant in the garden every medicinal plant they know what they're used for and they know that um they know what cannabis is used for and they have been around cannabis plants always, you know, always and always. And, um, they've had, you know, particularly the CBD dream bomb. They use that. I, we use that on their little feet before they go to bed sometimes on my, um, on my daughter's legs, if they're having, um, growing pains and things like that, or if they're having just, um, high stress, we'll use a CBD dream bomb, something like that, something really calming on their feet or on their temples. And so, They've also um when they were not feeling well, we've used a couple of drops of full spectrum hemp extract with them. And so, you know, they they know that it's another plant medicine and right. that it's to be used when it's um when it's called for, when there's an indication that calls for that particular plant medicine.
1: It's so normal. It's so very normal. Yeah, that's amazing. It is.
2: It's very normalized, and that's very important for us. To but continue- not even normalized
1: in like a just a smoking consuming way. It's like normalized in that like, it's like a plant that is part of life, normal way. That's really right and Absolutely. healing and healing. Yeah. yeah, right.
2: As as farmers and cultivators, um, you know, they're not just seeing. Joints, or they're not just seeing um, the dried flower. They're they're connecting with the plant when it's in the soil and it's growing under the sun. And so that's a connecting with a live plant is something mm-hmm. completely different than seeing, you know, finding your mom's stash or whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's a different um, it's a different lifestyle and it's a it's a different aspect. And I I highly recommend you know that moms who are out there and they're consuming that they grow a little plant one little plant just by a sunny window, even if it's not going to flower that well, even if it's not going to, and this is not just for moms, but this is for anybody who's consuming the plant. Um, The plant, you know, we believe in um, plant spirit and the connection between the earth and the messages and our, and our bodies and ourselves, and that there's a communication that goes on whether you know it or not. And so we really recommend that people connect with the living plant mm-hmm. versus just the dried plant and the cut plant. Um, because right. it really, it really does change your dynamic with that. And it, and that's how mm-hmm. it is for our parenting perspective. We always like for our kids to, yeah, you know, we, we get some dried herbs in the mail from, um, to burn, Herbal companies and even from different countries, you know, we, mm. we experience the plants in a dried way. We also hang and dry our own plants, including the hemp and, um, including all of the herbs from our garden and everything like that. So they have experience with that, but, um, just taking it back to that living plant and kind of sitting with the plant and receiving any messages that it has for you. It's I like it's like life. Really it's important. like a, a
1: really great way to understand life. Yeah. Just the living plant. We know is- no one talks about that. We don't talk about we talk about farming. And I always talk about how I mean, I can't grow anything. I know. <laughs> I just, but we should try to
3: get more connected Let's to try. the earth. Let's try to do it. This I
1: know. is the year. What <laughs> else get, do we have to do?
2: A germinate a seed, put it in soil, grow that Let's- plant, connect with that plant. You know, not even. I could do it. I was a
1: mother. I I grew. I created life. You created life. I could do this. I could grow a plant. I, can do it. I, I grew two children. I could do this.
2: <laughs> Isn't it fun. crazy that you know keeping a house plant alive is so much harder than keeping kids alive? <laughs> Although it was a little hard,
1: it was a little hard with them too. But yeah, I just, I, I just, I have never had a green thumb. I have one plant in my house. My husband likes to garden, and he's done such a beautiful job with our house. You know, I'm like my That's garden. It my my gardener i like to watch him he does a nice job
3: <laughs> right
1: right but i've never grown okay. plant grow a
2: so plant in your garden
1: uh, so like, let's right. talk about farming you really garden so like what's it like out there with oh the farming God. what do you think the future of this product is going to be out in colorado in terms of like the cannabis and hemp and and are you, are you we talked about this earlier this morning are you are there working on distinctions that hemp and cannabis and sati- cannabis sativa they're just the same plant and that the hemp designation is kind of fake like you know, even like the percentage, it yeah.
2: It is there. You know the um, the differentiator is that number, the point three percent THC. That's the number. That's that's the number that differentiates. And, 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 do you, and does, does
1: anyone know why that exists? Is that who made that up? Does anyone know? Uh, you know what?
2: I, I personally don't know who made. That Nobody up. does. I keep no, asking. Nobody arbitrary. knows. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's a little bit. Um, <laughs> I would say it's a little bit crazy, and I think I would probably be. I mean, people. People don't like it when I mention this, but honestly, like even even at the point three percent rate, if you take enough, you're going to get high from it.
1: Um, yeah, I said that yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you have full spectrum hemp extract and you take enough, you're going to get high from it. Well, they know? got the THCA
1: I, too. That's the other thing. It's a burning. I mean, exactly. there's like, yeah.
2: Exactly, and um, so are you so you're having have issues with growing,
1: so do you have problems with keeping it under the um. Point three is that been an issue out there?
2: We haven't had any problems with it so far, um, okay. you know, and we're always monitoring. So one of the ways that, that you monitor your plants is continuously assaying them. And so you're always sending out um, different samples from your field for testing, especially during the end of the season when you're getting close to that to that um, threshold. So you want to make sure that you're consistent, that you're consistently and constantly assaying the plants and um, making sure that you're under that threshold. And, um, and I would not say that, like, I wouldn't even say that probably every single one of the plants in the field is at the same level at the same time, because they're just not, you know, we can, we can take different samples from all over the field and depending upon um, the way that irrigation is in that area or, um, how tall that plant is or whatever, whatever the situation is. Um, The plants, they, they come in at different ranges. And I think um, for us, it's just been luck of the draw.
1: Yeah, no, I (laughs) I hear stories about people having to destroy entire crops because they'd come a little bit over and they don't, they want to stay in the program and they know if they, if they get caught, that's it, they're done. It's a little scary for farmers, I think.
2: It is very scary. Of course, it's very scary. But of course you want to make sure that you're, um, that you're getting the right strains for your zone. And so I think that there's very little known about this right now. And I think since um, Colorado is kind of like ground zero for hemp growing and um, a lot of the first farms were here with hemp and a lot of the first strains came out of Colorado, a lot of people are thinking that these strains are the strains, but then when they take them to a different zone and a different um kind of climate they're not they're not producing the exact same way and um, we know that about different types of plants and how they react in different zones and in different climates and so hemp is no different than that just like just like people (laughs) <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so I think that obviously you need to make sure that your sourcing of seeds and genetics is um, is quality because that's a huge right. part of it. So okay. when people are selling seeds under a specific name and that's not the actual genetics, then you're running into a risky situation. Um, so sourcing of seeds is really important, um, sourcing of genetics, and then also making sure that you're... Um, that you're um, communicating with your community about what's working for them in their area. And so, you know, as people This, in is, the this, South- is, so,
1: this is so state specific. I mean, obviously state specific because it's illegal legal in certain places, but it even like in terms absolutely. of like how you produce it is very state specific. That's interesting. It
2: is absolutely. And so, and then making sure that, so, you know, just as, as we evolve as, um, Farmers and this particular industry, I think it's really important to stay connected to your local community. That way, you can get as much tips and as much information as possible, and kind of um, work together to see what's really working for you and your and your um, and your community and your local um, environment. And so that's that's part of it. And so we've been lucky; we've been working with genetics out here in Colorado that are work that work really well in Colorado, and we have great sourcing here because people. Like I said, this is ground zero for hemp, and um, people have been in the hemp industry since the very beginning and even before that. So they've been developing genetics here that work here, yeah. that have um, withstood the test of time. And so we we also don't push it as a, um, as a company. We like to stay with tried and true genetics that yeah. um, we know are going to be under the limit, even if it... Um, even if it costs us in the CBD percentage, um, because our family is depending upon this, we really kind of stay with some of the safer genetics in order to make sure that we're going to be under that threshold. And because it's it's better to have a little bit less CBD right. than to lose your right. entire crop. And that's right now, right, that's
1: right. So, do you see any future where that the distinction goes away?
2: I think that I. You know what? I <laughs> I kind of don't because I think that for people who Um, who want to stay sober throughout the day, I think that they need uh, a percentage threshold to make that distinction. And I think that there are a lot of people who are not interested in having the the, um, psychoactive and the high producing effects of um, cannabis. And so they, they want some kind of Measuring threshold, um
1: but it's not that- accurate, is it? Because even like you know, if they doesn't have the THC, but it has a THCA, it still has different impact on you. Is it, it's sort of like a mind. It's like a mind game. <laughs> like but if you don't is- think you're gonna get high from it, you're not gonna get high from it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you, I mean, at least for me, if I if I smoke something that's high in THC, I'm I'm gonna get pretty ripped, you know. Yeah. But if I take if I take some THC or if I take some CBD in the morning, um, normal dosing, I'm not, you know, I'm going to be fully functioning. I'm not going to be out there. So I, (laughs) I appreciate that distinction. And I think a lot of people do as well. I think, um, and I think I think that people who don't want to get high will always appreciate some kind of distinction. And I think it's important as well to kind of protect protect people from um, from experiencing something that they don't want to experience. Yeah. Not. I, 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 I was
1: just wondering from the farmer's point of view. Just it just seems so difficult, yeah. and that the idea that it's a false distinction, and it could be point four, it could be point five. You know.
2: I yeah. think honestly that they should, as, as far as the farming aspect goes, I right. think that they could definitely raise the threshold Yeah. Um, because the, your raw material hemp is not your finished product.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Finished True. product should have that distinction of 0.3, mm-hmm. whatever. That way people know, um, people know what they're getting. Right. But I think that the you know what's growing on the field that's it's ridiculous honestly um this 0.3 distinction it's very hard to keep it's hard to keep the plants under that threshold and it's also mm-hmm. um like i said it's not your finished product and, and, and even so- like for industrial like
1: if, if, for industrial use i mean it's not you know like say right. hemp creator or whatever else they're using hemp for i mean if you had 0.5 if you had what's a normal what would, be, what would be a cannabis plant i don't even know what the thc what would the percentage be it could be anything right
2: and I think some like in the high teens, twenties. Yeah. But something if you had like something if
1: you had something hemp with one percent or whatever it is and that was actually industrial, then it'd be easier to grow, I would imagine, for, at some level. And no one's smoking it anyways. I don't I find it strange. Whatever. I don't know it, anything it, about it farming. Is, it is, <laughs>
2: it is. It's, it's very strange. And um and I think just for the farming aspect of it and for the safety of the farmers and you know, um for this yeah to protect the farmer's investment, we really do need to raise that threshold. That way there's a little bit of leeway because exactly. point 0.3 is tricky. That's and I, you know, oh, yeah. I think I think I think one percent would be a lot better. And then just and then I mean I don't I don't see anything wrong with them keeping the distinction in the finished products. Yeah
1: the finished product is a different idea uh, totally different. Yeah. Absolutely. It is, yeah, it
2: yeah. is absolutely yeah. and you can dilute to that um, percentage. Um, All right, that'll,
1: that'll be our next campaign. So Jessica, I just have to take a um, a break right here for a minute, we're gonna do a little, um, uh, we're doing a campaign this month called a bong for mom. So we're gonna take a quick break. And on the other side, we'll return with Jessica and uh, finish up our conversation about her beauty products and hemp. Be right back.
3: Hey, Aim. guess what? We have something big coming up. I know this is very exciting. And I can't wait because it's something
1: that, it's hopeful, it's happy, and it's exciting, right? Absolutely. Okay, kids, everyone who's listening, we are starting a new campaign here at the Mom Show. This is a campaign for attention because there are so many great stories out there. We want you to hear them all, and this is what we're doing to help have them heard. Mm -hmm. Because do you believe that cannabis has the potential to transform the world? And our love, justice, goodness, and hope, the words that warm your heart, then you are going to love our campaign a bong for mom yay! <laughs> <laughs> for the next six weeks Amy and I and all of our friends all of our can mom show ambassadors will be focused on educating and entertaining people about cannabis by building our audience and getting their stories out into the world here's how they're helping and how you can help too. the can mom show is creating a home for all the stories that need to be told because that is what moms do and our founding guest and friend of the show we're going to help us find more people to hear their stories, and they're going to help more people know us, too.
3: Mm-hmm. And this is what we're doing, Aim. Do you know what we're doing? <laughs> I think I know what we're doing. Okay, what's today? I, what's today? <laughs> today is March 19th, and it the significance is, is
1: it's it is my mother's 85th birthday. That's great. And my mother's now in lockdown, but we are going to mm. go bring our ice cream later, but we are launching this A Bong for Mom <laughs> campaign, hashtag A Bong for Mom, or Bong for Mom. Yep. Yeah. Got that? Both. Both. <laughs> and our goal is going to reach five thousand listeners for the Can Mom Show by May tenth, which is Mother's, Mother's Day. Day.
3: Yay. <laughs> and doesn't mom need a bong for mom? <laughs> <laughs> So
1: the way this is going to (laughs) work is over the next six weeks, they're going to be hearing a lot from us. Our Mm -hmm. ambassadors are going to be pushing out their show on their Stilson networks. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make it a little bit of a competition. Mm -hmm. So the show that gets the most downloads are going to get a gift on my birthday, Mm -hmm. May 11th. The and Mom Show with the most episodes, downloads, will get
3: a gift from me, the Bong Quilt. And this is Something to be seen. (laughs) When it took her, she was like a maniac with the quilting. I
1: was very stressed.
3: She was stressed (laughs) and she put all of her energy into creating. And what better thing to create than a a quilt with a beautiful black velvet bong on it? It's pretty gorgeous. gorgeous.
1: So you can see it really nice. It's lovely. It's up on my LinkedIn. It's in my LinkedIn uh, picture. So (laughs) from our podcast, we can see that the wide and far of this industry and we understand that the transformations are to come. Yes. And Amy and I, well, we love talking about cannabis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we like meeting all the hardworking women in this business. And we love that this is an emerging industry and we believe all those stories need to be heard. Totally. So starting today, March 19th. Yes. um, With this episode that we are releasing today about get to know your host, we are going to be talking about the Bong Quilt, get to know all the shows and it's gonna be great. And I hope that you will join us because you know when all of this crazy is over, cannabis is still gonna be there. That's right. It'll be there for you. It'll be there for you. So totally. thank you. And remember to focus <laughs> on the can Mom show and follow the hashtag a bong for
3: mom and bong for mom. Bong
1: bong. <laughs> all right we're back with jessica bates of moon mother hemp these beautiful products that have actually been helping me through my injury you can't see me because this is obviously a podcast but if you could <laughs> oh my i look God. a little look a little beaten up i had a little fall and um my face is bruised but i've been using these anyways from moon mother hemp glow skin i've been talking about it for a while it just makes my fit skin feel really se- um, silky because some mm. of these products can be very greasy i've noticed and some of them can actually be very granular but this is just really great so i have to highly recommend it it'll be in our oh. show notes obviously we've well, i can about to, her. Yeah. i can't wait to try it and then our other product the salve yeah As you can see it's almost gone again sometimes these can be kind of gritty i've noticed with some of the products i mean maybe because i her what her, you mean her herbalist yeah. background it really the products go on nice they don't feel gritty they don't feel too you know sometimes they are so greasy you can't touch anything for a while <laughs> you're just waiting for it to absorb so the formulation is amazing and um they smell good and the packaging's pretty so Yay. today, even though this is an amy's favorite thing because she didn't get to have any it would be <laughs> <laughs> so moon mother hemp glow hemp skin serum ladies run out i know you're sitting at home by yourselves but you can look good to yourself so try it <laughs> I like that. Good advice. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So Jessica, we're back. Um, We talked a lot about your local community, about your kids. Is there anything else you want to share with us about your products? What you think this industry is going, what's going out there in Boulder? I was actually supposed to be in Denver this summer. My husband and I got tickets to a red rock. Mm -hmm. We're going to be out in Colorado, but I don't think we're coming now. No.
2: No. (laughs) What show were you planning on seeing?
1: Uh, a really good guitar player whose name I can't remember. <laughs> My son's a guitar player. I know nothing about music. It's kind of ironic that I have a musician for a son, and uh, uh, that's his dream is to play at Red Rock. So we're gonna go and oh. watch another guitar player. <laughs> awesome, I love nice. it. Well,
2: I hope it happens for you, and um, you know, I guess we'll. It's kind of a wait and see game, but I think um, you know, right now everything is. I think e-commerce is moving forward you know but everything is kind of on pause and it is hard to take a break from community life but i feel like a lot of people are connecting um people are finding connection to be even more important now than oh, yeah. ever. Now they don't have it you know
1: or even they I, even i've heard this and i talk about caregiving this is really what the show is about like you know moms and caregivers who you know my own personal story that once I became a mother, I kind of became invisible and I'm an educated woman, but this idea that caregivers are invisible and and not um, valued. And now this is completely flipped. I mean, this is really flipped in this era. Like the people making money, we don't care about them. The people we are valuing now, the guy who's delivering our food, the woman behind the counter, the people who are taking care of our parents. My mother's, you know, a a senior, all Mm -hmm. those communities, It's, you know, um, I always say this, people don't raise themselves. Uh, Once I became a caregiver, my, the value of my time monetarily was completely nil, yet everything that I did as a caregiver, nothing else could happen. So I just—I think this era of caregiving is, I hope, I pray, is that finally there'll be like this recognition that women who are gonna be the leaders of this next generation, of this next yes. movement, mm-hmm. all those skills that we bring to the table because we are caregivers, this is what our world needs.
2: Sure. Yes. A time to um, recognize and honor caregivers. I think um, I think that people are definitely waking up to that and, and they're definitely waking up to um, the amount of just emotional labor that we are as caregivers that we are responsible for. And um, especially as mothers, that we're not the only ones taking on that role because people are going to see how important it is. And then I think the more that people see how important it is and how much we're actually holding, they realize, especially as, you know, our partners and people in our family, they realize that they need to take a little bit more on. And so, um, you know, obviously we want, we want the appreciation and we want that. We want to be honored and we want to be recognized, but we also want um, fair division of that labor.
1: We want foundations of support, you know, it mm -hmm, just, the the idea that, that, you know, you're a little bit younger than me. I came into this world and, Had a baby and was trying to be a professional, and I didn't have a lot of help, and everything imploded, like literally imploded. And now, as a mature, grown-up person, I understand that there are no structures in place to allow this. So we need good systems to take care of our children, so that we can work and do the things that need to be done outside the home, and then come back and not feel guilty like we're just shitty at everything. Kind of my motto.
2: (laughs) We need to be well resourced so that we can actually show up in the ways that we're being asked to show up, and the ways that we want to show up.
1: And we want to show up that way. We're, you know, we're an exceptional generation. We can do everything. All right. <laughs> so on that happy, happy note, thank you, Jessica, for calling us in this morning. Happy 420. What else are you doing today?
2: Oh, um, I'm, I'm actually working. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, have I have a couple of meetings today with some really amazing women. So um, I have back calls with amazing women, some of the women awesome. on my team, you guys, and um, and some other women. I have a call with Sue Jane. Oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. That's great. Yep, absolutely. We've been um, working on a, pr- a project that we're collaborating with them on. So we're, we have a call later to um, keep moving forward. Oh, on the very project. nice. We kind of put it on hold for a Now we're excited to keep moving forward. So um, that's what we're doing today. Yay. So happy
1: 420, my lady friends. I want to thank my special guest, Jessica Bates of Moon Mother Hemp. You can check out her products. We'll put all her notes into the um, end of our show notes. I want to thank my Canna sister, Amy Searle. So nice to see you outside. Of, well, I saw her through the glass the other day. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> She dropped off cat food because that's just the kind of friend she is i, <laughs> I want to thank josh lampkin <laughs> for writing and performing the Canamom theme music our business team kelly dolan and laurie lennon our new helpers cannabis creative group our attorney kim Kramer of McLean middleton and most of all i want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the canna Mom show where we are talking about integrating cannabis in our lives changing the narrative around cannabis and caregiving and empowering women centric cannabis businesses one can a story at a time.
3: And I'm Amy Searles. Please follow us on our website at thecanamomshow.com and we're on Instagram and Facebook at The Cannamom Show, and wherever you get your podcasts, we are there, Spotify, Apple, Google. Just add a little light to your day. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm Joyce really Gerber.
1: This is The Canamom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network.